All right. Well, we're back at it. Neither of us have quit since the last episode. Yeah, I know, right? We're still we're still doing this thing. Still, I mean, if still you listen, rocking. If you listen to the if you listen to that last episode, you were like, you probably were thinking, these, there's no way these guys are back. They're or maybe they should have quit. <laughs> or they should have quit. That's right. We're just being honest. We, we 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 last episode we were just being honest and just said, hey, let's just vent for a minute and let everybody know we're real and what the struggle of doing this thing is. We're like a therapy session, so. Pretty much. But, but uh, I'm excited today. I think today is a needed topic. We've talked about it off and on, but I don't yeah, know if we've ever done it. Yeah, I think so too. Episode. I think this will be super, super good to talk about parent ministry and, and not so much parent ministry as much as how to work with parents, how to connect with parents. Yeah. Um, there's some definite thoughts I think you and I both have on this, and we'll set that up here in a minute. But hey, before we do, don't forget our sponsors. They're what this does cost us a little bit to do. And as yep. a result, we don't make money on it, uh, but there are sponsors helping. Yeah, I wish we did. Somebody. Um, I don't know what I'd do. I'd go to Disney. That's what I'd do. You'd go to Disney more often. Hashtag Disney math. Uh, so uh, that said, uh, we've got some amazing folks. The the fun game, it's a rocket on a pole, but it's so much cooler than it sounds when frisbee. I say that like that. With a frisbee. Aerosport.fun. It's awesome. Um, it really is a great indoor or outdoor game. You can get two of them and have even more fun and create. You can create all kinds of different ways to play just on your own. So check those guys out at Aerosport.fun. Dot fun. Uh, if you've got parents with cell phones uh, issues, questions, I've all, I mean that's that's a question I still get all the time. Hey, all can time. you help? Do you do a talk on this or whatever? Right, and it, it's a big big thing for parents as they're wrestling through this. So, our buddy yeah. Barrett Johnson, who's been on the podcast, yeah. he's awesome, and he created this resource for parents and kids to go through together. Smartphone stash one hundred one and dot com. And it's super cool. So that's a good one. Tell them about our big one, though. Yeah, and then our friends at YM360. Man, we love those guys. They pretty much do it all. Camps, games, curriculum, devotionals, um, kind of whatever you're looking for. I think especially this time of year when you're ramping up, maybe looking for some curriculum. Uh, if you're thinking and looking ahead, maybe doing some D-Now stuff. They've got some great D-Now stuff there. Uh, just some guys that we love and trust that are doing student ministry. And uh, we would we use them for all kinds of stuff personally. Yeah. So I I mean honestly all this stuff. We would yeah, and if you're thinking about fun. even like right now, you probably should be starting to think about camp next year. And yeah, you could even Great look camps. ahead and see they got some really awesome ones listed. They, you know what they I'll also we don't day. talk about a lot. They also have some some really neat conferences. Oh yeah, the clear conference that they do is just yeah. incredible. This, yeah. It's a it's a preaching conference. Yeah, where you talk about, yeah, it's good. Which after a year of COVID, and everyone watching themselves preach, we probably are now all convinced that we need to to go to a preaching conference together. Yeah, for real, for real. So yeah. yeah. Well, hey, parents. Uh, here's my theory. There, Jody. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I think if there's ever been a time in our ministries, in our youth ministries, that we would love to ignore parents. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to set it up that way, did you? I caught you on that one. That's funny. Like that, if there that we would ever love to ignore parents and not have to talk to parents and not have to do anything for parents or do anything with parents. My theory is is that now is that time because in a lot of ways it's harder than it's ever been because we're constantly having to give them bad news about something being canceled or having to give them bad news about something being changed or having to give them bad news about a kid who's been quarantined. 
and everybody's got an opinion and parents are probably more opinionated than they've ever been. And so I think in youth ministry, my theory here is, is that, man, it, it, it's, it's a good time to pull away from that. But the fact is, is that we should not pull away. Yeah. That we have to lean in and be experts and be better at this than we've ever done. It's been important for both you and I and our ministries over the years. And so we thought we would just give you some practical tips on things we've done um, and that we're doing uh, that would be helpful to reconnect, stay connected to parents, especially in light of COVID and everything that's going on. Yeah. I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, you and I have done this for a long time. I think when we first started in this youth ministry thing, parents were not an emphasis at all. In fact, for a long time, it was like they were almost seen as kind of the obstacle. Oh, if parents would just get out of the way, you know, we could have more fun. It was a terrible plan. It was a horrible plan. And I think we've realized, everyone has realized in youth ministry that that's a horrible plan. Um, The problem is... And it felt like overall in youth ministry that we were headed towards some good in this thing. Yes. But it was not. (laughs) It did not end well. (laughs) Uh, Dang COVID. The problem now is, like, I think everyone recognizes that parents are important, but no one's still really doing much about it. Or a lot of folks aren't, at least. No one, maybe you don't know where to start. And I think if you haven't really been intentional with parents, you've got to recognize that this is a, it's going to take some time. And, and I think part of that fear, Jody, is, and I, and, I, and I joked about it at the beginning, though, when I intentionally connect myself to parents now, I'm opening up the door for them to have opinions and have conversations with me and tell me what they like and don't like and all that stuff, right? Yeah. And I think there's a little a bit of trepidation there with that, more so, ever, more so than ever before. Yeah, because you're inviting criticism in. And generally, most youth pastors that I know, including me and you, yep. we probably have more insecurities than we are willing to admit. and Oh, especially when I was younger, bro. Yeah. Like well, before I, I had teenagers, like that was really yeah. intimidating. And so now all of a sudden you're inviting critics in. Um, that That's a scary thing. But it's, it's a job. Thing. And it's exhausting. Yeah, for real. But it's, but it's important. And over the longer haul, um, it, it will... It will, um, it will really help your effectiveness in what you're trying to accomplish. Oh yeah. And if you're if you're not partnering with parents well, you're not going to have much to show for things when you leave. Long term, it's worth it. This won't happen. It's worth it. Well, what's uh, so? What are some things that come to your mind? Um, I've got a couple things as well. But what are some things that come to your mind? Uh, just some practical tips. Something somebody can maybe try to do. Um, hey, talk, talk about this. Let me ask you specifically about one. Okay. The importance of parent meetings related to events. Yeah. I love so like prep. For, so you're going on an event, you're going to camp uh-huh. and you got to have a parent meeting for that thing. Yeah. So talk about that for a minute. Cause that's something you've had to do a lot of lately. It is. And what's funny is you and I have talked about this. I love parent meetings. Yeah. I, well, I do. I, I Okay, yes, yeah, so guilty as well. Like, I actually love being a, 
you know, we talk about the challenges, but I think you and I have crossed over. For sure. Okay, so to be fair, what we would say there is there is hope. We both have been in that place where we were terrified, but we have both embraced it, and as a result, now we see it as a great resource. Yeah. Yep. that we wouldn't want to do without now, so we continue to lean into that, and that's why we're talking about this today. But, but talk specifically, though, what are some tips related to I'm going on an event. Yep. So how I do camp, I do that well? Mission trips, yes. out, whatever it is. Yeah, so yep. I think, first of all, you need to plan the plan the meeting when you plan the event. Like, if you just say, oh, we'll have a parent meeting, and you don't factor that into your calendaring of the event, you won't have the parent meeting. Right. Or you won't communicate it in time that parents will actually be able to attend. So the first thing I would say is make sure as you're planning the event, go ahead and plan for the parent meeting and where, when that's going to be, what time, and communicate the parent meeting when you communicate all of the dates and details about the event. I think that's it should seem obvious, but yep. we, we don't do it. Um, the second thing I always try to do is like, I, I sit down like with our team and specifically my wife, who's great as a mom and almost do like, okay, let's, let's talk through the questions that parents would have. Yeah, buddy. What is every question that a parent could have? That's a boss move, by the way, pro tip boss move that you just gave utilizing your wife who is a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Asking all these questions. She's the one filling out all the paperwork, doing all the stuff pro tip right there involving a parent to plan the parent. Yeah, and what? if I wasn't married, if I wasn't married, I when I, you know, Sarah and or I, if done I didn't this, have kids yet, if I didn't have kids yet, if I wasn't yep. a parent, then I'm gonna go find a parent that I trust. Mm-hmm. Gonna take them to lunch or sit down and meet and talk through. Come on, what kind of questions they think they that other parents would have? Uh, where do I see? Uh, not just even not even just questions. Where do I think parents are going to be frustrated? What are some uh, some things that I'm going to have yep. to explain and navigate that might be roadblocks or stumbling blocks for a certain event. You know, if you're doing a mission trip, yep. you're probably going to have a lot of questions. There's going to be a lot of trepidation for parents who are maybe seeing their kid for the first time. Um, you know, so get out in front of those things. I would push back on you a little bit in this, though. Not push back, but clarify at least for me what would be important in that. Yep. When I come up with that list, I would want to make sure that in that list, um, I then cross out things that they can read. I don't want to. I don't want to make them get out of their house, come up to church for stuff, for basic information like we're leaving at eight o'clock, or y- y- right. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. going to say that at the parent meeting. You might you might cover a couple of those things, but, but you I'm don't not going to go into detail about that. But you don't want to you don't want to ask people to come back up for stuff that they could just read in an email. I, as a parent, I don't want to read Correct. stuff. Like, I'm no, like, it has I don't to be worth the time. Yeah, you got to come up with something that we're going to do together. Um, yeah, and I'm, which I've I'm got one to add to that in a minute, but I'll wait. I'm generally going to put together some type of packet, information packet for them, which is super easy now. Yeah. I can do it as a PDF. They can download it off the website too. Come on. Um, and I'm not going to read the whole packet to them. I'm going to highlight the things that come up most often with parents, like the concerned parent. If there are certain things that, that are really important for me that they understand, you know, if you have a cell phone policy, if you have, uh, what are the rules for the event? What, you know, whatever yep. those things are. Uh, I always remind parents, I, I'm, I'm less, I mean, I t- they know what time we're leaving. I always remind them when we come back, the day, the time that totally. we're returning. 
especially including how to including how to track that because you're probably going to have like a live instagram text messaging something how do they stay in touch while we're gone how do they get updates while we're away all those types of things rules um if there's money due i'm going to talk about payments i also i always (laughs) this is going to sound a little manipulative maybe but um I always try to find ways to build into a, especially a higher cost event for a parent to save money, even if it's like 10 bucks. Okay. Um, so maybe if they sign up by a certain date, they get it cheaper. Um, that does a couple things for me. It gets momentum for signups. Yeah. It also allows me to tell parents, Hey, if you come to the parent meeting, I'm going to tell you how to save money on this event because Every parent is busy. You're, you know this sure. as parents. We're running crazy. Yep. But if you give me a re- – if I think I'm just coming to an informational meeting, that's not going to be super high on my no. list. But if you tell me, hey, I'm going to learn how to save money big for an event, I'm probably yep. going to show up. And um, so I'm going to throw mine out there now because it goes along with what you just said. I think you want to add a spiritual aspect to this thing as well. Um, first, you got to genuinely believe that parents have a big part of that in terms of, so you want to plead with them to pray for said event, even have an actual prayer time, maybe even hand out a prayer um, guide, if you will, but can making that something like, look, we're not, we're not saying we're going to take your kids off and do all, we're asking you to be a part of this thing, you know, yeah. here's how you yeah. can help prepare your kids spiritually. And uh, that part is huge. Yep. Yeah. Now, there's one great. big thing you've not talked about, though, that is new in the last two years that we have to be prepared for. Yeah. And that's the COVID plan. Always. Yeah. I mean, that's a new part of you want to be able to answer those questions, what your plan is, how you will respond. You and then come you up, better follow your plan. you got to follow your plan. And, you, and, boy, the last thing in the world you want to do is stand up in front of a group of people not knowing for sure what your answer is. You're going to get asked. And tip there also is also make sure that your leadership supports your plan. Yeah, work that out with your leadership. Because you don't want your pastor coming behind you and going, uh, well, actually, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be on the same page there. Yeah. I, I like to invite my leadership to the parent meeting if I can. Oh, yeah. Depending on the context. Yeah. It's always helpful. I think when people see, especially if it's, you know, if it's your senior pastor or whoever, that's uh, always helpful for folks to see. It kind of gives you a little more credibility in that meeting. Yeah. Which is nice. Uh, a little bit of, a, of that authority gets passed, which is helpful. I think so we typically would do those parent meetings before big events leading up to big events, you know, mission trips, camps, probably denials, whatever, um, retreats. Yes. And then we also do them like at the beginning of the year. So like right about this time of year, we would do a parent meeting. Um, if there's any changes, big changes coming up that we want to communicate, we would do that. Um, I've heard, I've heard, you know, it, it's when you have a larger group, this is, I don't think this is, this is as effective, but I think if you have like a smaller group kind of having a, uh, like a state of the state of the youth group address yep. at the beginning yeah. of the year, you know, here's everything that's coming up. Here's all the dates. Here's everything. That's what, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're not going to get every parent to those types of meetings, but the parents that want it. You'll give it. And then when parents then later tell you, and honestly, this is why I do it. When I have parents later who tell me they didn't know about something, I ask them <laughs> if they came to the parent meeting. Yep. And if they say no, 
Then I tell them, well, this is why we have it. This, we went over all this at the parent meeting. You got to do that go, carefully, tactfully. You can't. Just yeah, you don't. You're not a. It. You're not a punk about it. But hey, we do go over this at the parent meeting. Uh, you know, here's. You know, here's the information, or here's what we need. I think for me, one of the things that a parent meeting does, whether it's beginning of the year, kind of that state of ministry you're talking about, whether it's an event, kind of parent meeting, driven parent meeting. Um, you know, we can talk about different ways to utilize. I think we'll get into that. There's a few other ways and things that we try to meet with and partner with parents. But one of the things I think is really important is every time you get in front of parents, you have to communicate and cast vision. Um, what is it that you're aiming at? Why are you doing and making the decisions you're doing? Why are parents so important to your ministry? Um, you know, all of those things. You, it's, you do those enough you drip it every meeting after a while that's how you begin to build culture sure that's how you build trust over and over and over and over and the more and the better you are at that that's also how you recruit volunteers as well because they start to buy they start to buy in i'm always always recruiting at parent meetings always i'll never do a parent meeting and not give an opportunity for them to plug in and serve somewhere it's good. Anything else related to that you want to throw in there? No, I think just, again, just to reiterate, I think you have to have clear, clear idea of what you're walking into. Don't just have a parent meeting and walk Dude, in Dude, have an plan. agenda. Gee whiz. You need an agenda. You need to start on time. Yes. Uh, please, please, please start and end on time. There, there's nothing that will ruin your credibility with a parent than starting late and ending late. Yes. And if you can, if you can end early, that's even better. Yep. But start on time, end on time. Be clear, yep. have an agenda. Um, yeah. Thoughtful, mindful off the front. And so pro tip there related to what you just said too is that's going to feel ridiculous the first couple times you do it and you say the meeting's gonna start at five and five o'clock rolls around and you know that half the people that are gonna be at the meeting haven't quite walked in the room yet. Yeah. But what you have to do over time, you don't want to be snooty about it and be all, you know, hey, on time or whatever. But even do a countdown or whatever. What will happen over time is you will, people will start to understand, no, we we start on time and, yeah. you know, we honor that. So, yeah. And I always tell them, hey, listen, I want to be mindful of your time. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Yeah. For real. And pick a time that parents can make it. Like, first of all. Yeah. Like, don't pick a you know, midday meeting during the week when most of your parents are at work. Yeah. Like pick a time where pick a time where they make it. And if you need to, like we we'll do this a lot. We'll pick a time during student programming when they're already dropping their kid off. So they're not having to make an extra trip. You gotta think like a parent. So we can yep. we can meet with the parents while their students are doing what they would normally do. Yeah, that's good. That's um, good. Well, hey, I've got um, when it comes to connecting with parents, I've got an, one that here that I think is 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 important as well. And I think again, you just have to choose to lean into this during this time that we're living in. But I think uh, training parents yeah. is what I would talk yeah. about. You know, yeah. just the, being intentional with finding resources and training parents. The that could be done in a lot of different ways. You, you need to know your culture and what you can do and not do, but that could be done in person. 
And even if you don't have teenagers yet, I think you can still do your homework and learn and come up with things. And I think that that's a great time for uh, appropriate self-deprecating moments of I'm reading this list to you that I got offline. Do you agree with this point? Help me as a guy who doesn't have teenagers. Do you, would you agree with this? And yeah. that's, I think, often going to lead uh, to great discussion. I think even if you have teenagers, I think even that you still have to be willing to say, okay, I kind of tracking with this a little bit, but y'all track with this. You know, it's just not walking up like you don't have to be the expert who knows it all. You're, you're, you're guiding conversation there, you know, with that training even if that ends up being just youth culture updates. So you could do that in person, like you could have everybody come back up for a parent meeting. And I would say, man, if you could do three of those a year, if yeah. we want to get real practical, I think that would be a great goal, three, four maybe. Yeah, that's uh, our target. That's yeah, our target you know, is three. You know, I think that's huge, man. If you could get your parents to come together for just a growth moment three times a year, four times a year, I mean, that would be huge. And Again, just providing resources for them there, maybe talking about a book, you know, showing them something that you've been reading. I think that would be great. And But another way to do that, you know, we talk about Zoom a lot, and I have a, I have a new theory related to Zoom, uh, Jody, or whatever, you know, online resource people are using. And that is, yeah, I get everybody wants to talk about Zoom fatigue. But I tell you, man, there are some ways you can utilize Zoom that works amazing, and that is when you offer something over Zoom that they can't get anywhere else. Yeah. That's yeah. when it makes sense. You know, so I have a thing here in Georgia where a bunch of Georgia youth pastors, we get together from all over the state of Georgia and hang out on Thursday mornings, you know, for the purpose of just connecting and, and unpacking what we did tonight before and being an encouragement to each other. Well, here's the thing. There's only one way we can get together with youth pastors all over the state of Georgia, and that's online. Right, right. right. Um, here's the thing, man. If you did an online, uh, like a Zoom-type training on a night where you where you allowed parents, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but you where you allowed parents to jump on a Zoom call to hear maybe a speaker yeah. that's in the United States somewhere that – Otherwise, you probably couldn't afford to fly them in and do all of that. But you'd be surprised almost almost any of these folks that write books, do parent ministry, do parent things, talk about teenagers, talk about Gen Z. Yeah. They'd be willing to jump on a Zoom call in a heartbeat for cheap. You still, you're still going to have to pay them a little something as a thank you. But, again, that's giving them something that they just can't get anywhere. My experience with that also is I had more parents be willing to, since they didn't, we didn't have Sunday night church. Yeah. So they were willing to jump on it. They actually loved the fact that they didn't have to get all snazzy back up and drive in, you know, depending on what the distance is. So I think yeah, there's something you've, something you've to that. You've led some of those, right? Like I've led some of those, been yeah. asked to come in and do some of that Zoom stuff. It's fun to do even as yeah, the one I would, like, I would do speaking that or leading a training. 100%. Yeah, I've done Just several over this last year. On, you know, and, and, uh, and, and the more you do Zoom, I think the better you get at leading discussion on it and – yeah. Again, it's all about attitude there. But ultimately, though, when it comes to connecting with parents, making it a point that you're trying to train, provide training resources. Another way to do that would be just be an old-fashioned newsletter. Yep. I think you should do that, too. You know, where you're just sending out a newsletter monthly, whatever. And part of the newsletter is it's not just a bunch of information, but part of the newsletter is is you're kind of keeping the, an eye out for articles you've read, resources, yeah. and you link to those. 
Yeah. And say, here's a great thing. You know, I'm not saying – and actually on the one we did, uh, I had a little preface. I'm not saying I agree with everything this article's saying. Right. But it's it's good good food for thought, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that part's huge. Yeah, I don't think there's a silver bullet for parents. And that's that's what I, I would hope that you'd hear is, like, you need parent meetings. You need some parent trainings. You need consistent communication, newsletters. If that's an email, if that's a physical letter, whatever works in your context – you know, are you communicating through social media? Great. Do you have texts? Great. Is there a group me depending on your, you know, like I think you've got to find what works um, for you, but you want to give them as many opportunities to get information and to be informed and to feel connected as you can because one, one way won't hit everybody. Yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be a multi approach to any time you're promoting or advertising anything. Yeah, one of the things that we're going to do this year, and we were we were going to do it before, but the world blew up with COVID. Um, we're going to host some kind of coffee nights. Oh, that's cool. So, like during our small groups, all of our programming happens happens at one night. On one night, we have small groups and large group at the same on the same night for us. Um, and so, like during small groups. Um, or maybe it, and it may extend depending on where that what that looks like. We're just gonna have some coffee and, and almost like a open mic Q and A kind of hang out. That. And if parents Dude, that have, would work so well around here, that's good. Super casual. Not. I mean, we'll have a few things you know that we want to just update them on, but nothing big. Get some of your leadership students to serve the coffee that night. Yeah, that's the plan. Have our student leadership serve. And then just kind of let parents hear from parents and yeah. ask questions and we can kind of speak in and answer things and pray for one another. And, and it's really just kind of an open invite on a regular basis. And, like Make it an, and, and I think what I like, that's an experience that's not just a come hear this information. Okay, check. We've done our thing. For sure. It's yeah, we're going to put some tables out, tables yeah. and chairs out, have some decent coffee for them. Not, you know. And, and that's uh, where it really would be worth you trying your best to get your pastor to show up to that thing or some other key people in the church that could be an encouragement and just be pastoral. Yeah. Yeah. I, so we're, I'm excited about those because I think it's uh, it's it's yeah, way more informal. And you should fly me out. Let connect. me get to teach one of those. I'd love to. Yeah, sure. I'll come for the price of a Disneyland ticket. You can't go. You're not a California resident right now. I will move to California. No, you won't. That's no, not, not That's not uh, but I think I think kind of those finding moments for those informal kind of parent gatherings is really, really key for us. Uh, again, just an opportunity consistently to tell parents how much we appreciate and love them. Yeah, totally. Communicate the vision uh, and the direction uh, and in you know, a very quick, brief elevator pitch yeah. kind of way. And, uh, so we kind of stumbled into a third thing here, it, just to clarify as people, if they're, if they're list-making kind of folks – you know, it's that having meetings for events, and, and, and gave, we gave some tips of that. You know, then we talked about this idea of training, but what we're really talking about now is this idea of communicating well. I'm holding yeah, my and, fingers like some people can see them. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> number three, uh, communicating, and, and, and it's just making sure that you have a, a very detailed plan and, and yeah. that you've I got think it. communicating well, and I think building community among your parents right. is key. Huge. You know, if you think of if your kids ever played sports or anything, yeah, you know, you kind of end up as the parents of that team. You're kind of in it together. You know, yeah. you're at the games together. You're taking turns doing snacks. You're whatever you're doing. And so, how do we build that type of community in our students' student ministry? 
and I think as an as a youth pastor, you also have to develop. Okay, so there's a balance with what I'm saying here. You might can help me process this out loud, but you're limited on how much time you have with teenagers, so you definitely don't want to be the youth pastor that all you ever do on a Wednesday night or Sunday morning is talk to teen or just talk to parents, talk to adults. Oh, for sure, for sure. But you also, I think, don't want to be the guy who only or the gal who only talks to teenagers or that when parents are coming and showing up to pick up their kids, you're putting the ping pong table away. Right. And we've talked about that before with yeah. volunteers. Like like you, you want to make sure that you're just getting to incur- having those conversations with parents will help go a long, long way. Yeah. I think yeah. just being seen as superficial as it sounds, you know, how are you out front when they're dropping off and when they're picking up? Um, are you available when parents need, if they have a quick question on a Wednesday night or a mm-hmm. Sunday or whatever that is, or are you in there setting up chairs and trying to come on? Like, you know, I've, I continually challenge the guys on my team, our, our student team to make a list of all the things they're doing, circle the things that only they can do and recruit volunteers to do the rest. Yep. Um, and that's not saying that those things are beneath them, but there are some things that only they can do. And when we had Matt Lawson on, um, a few episodes ago, he nailed that. I mean, his story of like him cooking burgers for the football team, you know, and his supervisor at the time saying, I didn't hire you to cook hot flip burgers, hamburgers, yeah. flip burgers, you know, um, that, that type of mentality we have to own and realize, uh, you know, with as a, as the leader of the student ministry, whether you have 10 kids or a hundred kids or 500 kids or however many, it doesn't matter. You have to be able to lead the larger picture of the ministry. Yes. Um, It's like I was listening to, um, this is a superficial example, but I I think it'll make sense. Um, I was watching uh, ESPN. They were interviewing all the SEC coaches, you know, ahead of football season. And they were talking to one coach and asking him, uh, like, what are your responsibilities as a head coach look like? Versus mm-hmm. what they looked like when you were just a coordinator. Yeah. And he was saying, man, when I was a coordinator, I was leading 15. You know, I had 15 guys that I was responsible for. I was pouring into 15 guys. As a head coach, I'm around my guys. I'm steering and leading the direction for yeah. our guys. But I am investing in my coordinators. And I'm worried about recruiting. And I'm worried about scholarships. And now I'm worried about vaccinations. And I'm worried about like, there's so many other things that I have to be aware of that keeps us going. Mm -hmm. And I think as a youth pastor, even if you're in a context with 10 kids, you still have to be mindful of parents, perception, involvement in a larger church, relationship with your pastor, your leadership, uh, relationship with schools. Like all of those things are outside of probably what got you into student ministry, which was hanging out with students, but they're just as important. And if you don't do those things well, then you, it doesn't really matter how much you hang out with students because it's going to be, it's going to be short lived and your impact Mm. is going to be small. Yep. It's good stuff, man. Well, we're not trying to pile on you if you're listening, you know, in the midst of all the crazy, I know there's, we all feel like there's a thousand things we're trying to deal with, but, uh, I think Jody and I both, we just have, we've done this long enough to know that it's worth the effort. It's worth the, the getting this done. And, and, and 
and I think what we're mindful of right now is there probably really is a temptation to pull away from that ever, you know, because we just don't want to have to yeah. deal with the criticisms and stuff. But it's worth the time. It's uh, it's valuable uh, to yeah. do this. So we just want to keep encouraging folks to for sure to do this well. Anything else on your list? There's a couple things I've done in the past that I I hope to do again at some point. Um, again, I'm I'm not super far into the ministry here in our context. So all of this parent stuff, by the way, as we said earlier, just takes time. Yes. Um, we had a, I had a parent leadership team um, that was gold for us for years in a previous context in church, and they just kind of served as an advisory board for me, helping me think through a lot of the things even that we're talking about. How does this impact parents? How can we better communicate? Where are we missing? Um, and it was it was made up of parents that were invested, that I knew supported me, that loved me, our church, but were not afraid to tell me where I was wrong. I wanted, I would rather have the criticism from those folks that I knew had my back and that I knew loved and supported me than people who didn't know me that well because I stepped into something that I didn't quite see coming. And yeah, so forming a parent leadership team was really helpful um, for me. And it was a parent led team that I just sat in on really. Uh, so that was really helpful. The other thing that we did that was super fun um, that is much more difficult to pull off is for a few years, we did a parent retreat where we took the parents instead of the students. Students stayed back. We did a Friday night dinner to Saturday dinner kind of retreat. Uh, we went to a camp that was kind of near that we went to, which was nearby. And because it was a pretty short retreat, wasn't very expensive, just kind of got away with some parents, played together a little bit and uh, had a little bit of training built in. But a lot of it was, again, just this community building. I had some folks kind of contribute to that training, so it wasn't just me. Uh, it was so much fun and uh, and really, really helpful for me to uh, to do. So that was that's the other one that I, I hope to do again. And then a big thing that I have done for a long time is I would... I, I generally try to print off uh, like just an empty calendar, you know, 31 days or whatever. Yeah. And I will pass that around at a parent meeting and ask parents to sign up and commit to pray for me and our student ministry team on a certain day of the month. So if they say, I'm going to pray on the, they write down on the third, every third of the month, they're going to pray for our student ministry team. Uh, what I have found is parents who pray for me generally <laughs> aren't as mean, <laughs> aren't as mean to me, <laughs> but they're more supportive. They, you know, they are less critical. And, uh, and so then what I do is I have, I have that calendar and those parents, and I can have, you know, more than one parent can sign up for a day. doesn't matter to me. I just, I, it's just helpful to have every day fill the confidence that it gives me to lead knowing that I every day I have parents who are praying for us yeah um, is is huge right sure and then and then what I try to do is I will try to have a separate kind of email list for those folks or text thread depending on how many and and then I will communicate to them specifically things to be praying for 
So, hey, we've got this event coming up. Be praying for this. Or, hey, you know, we're trying to navigate, make some decisions around this. Please be praying for this. Or, hey, this week, next week we're at camp. You know, be praying for this. Or, you know, and depending on your context and how close-knit and what you want to sometimes, you know, there's been things where it's like, man, hey, pray for this. We, yeah. I, I remember when uh, my oldest was much younger, um, she had some seizures and we found out she had epilepsy. Scary season. Mm. That went out to parents. Hey, man, please pray for our oldest. You know, we just found out that, you know, she's she has epilepsy, and we're trying to navigate that with uh, neurologists and appointments. And when there was a big appointments coming up, so some of it was personal. Now you have to be you have to be careful there, right? Of yeah, there's a but, line. But I think that really does connect dots in a way that's super important. Yeah, it makes you authentic. It makes it real. I think people might be less likely to treat you as if, well, you're just the paid, you know, hundred percent guy and you're just walking through this being authentic, being real. And what I love about the calendar is you can literally do that in any context. Yeah, It requires zero budget. You could have three kids. And, and when I was in a much smaller context, when I first started out, I think we, you know, we had seven students in student ministry. I was part-time bivocational guy. I had parents fill out pick days. It wasn't very many. I didn't have enough parents to fill the calendar. So I had them go first, and then I took it to our senior adults. And I had our senior adults fill in the rest. Yeah, man. That's um, good. But building that prayer team was really helpful. Those senior adults, all those senior adults were grandparents, you know. Not totally. Um, so... It's simple, but it's been really effective in, in, in both of those things. And I, I think we just have to get creative. We have to think through where parents are yep. and uh, how, do we, how do we get in front of them and help them in ways that are actually helpful to them Yeah, that also build a relationship. So let me take all of this that we're talking about here for our listeners that are listening and going, oh, my gosh, like I'm so behind on all of this, you know, when I hear all of these things, I'm not doing any of these things. I think one thing to keep in mind that's super important whenever you listen to a podcast like this, I'm just talking real practical here for a moment, is that what you don't want to allow yourself to do is to get overwhelmed to the point where you're thinking of all these things and going, I can never do all that. Well, yeah. our encouragement is not that you yeah, don't do, it do all. all these things. Uh, my encouragement would be that you you let this simmer for a second, not too long. And then you grab a sheet of paper and you brainstorm for a minute and go, okay. And then you pray and you pray. I mean, that seriously that you say, Lord, help me to know of the things that I might could be, what's something I should maybe add to my plate right now. Cause if you try to do all three, four five things that we're talking about right now at the same time, you're probably not going to do any of them with excellence. So identify, you know, one or two of these things and start that process, but, but make a plan, write it out on paper and plan it and think through it, and then bring somebody along with you. Honestly, that's true for most things, I think, when it comes to, to growth. Uh, you know, we talk about middle school, you know, splitting middle school and high school ministry from time to time and the importance yep. of that, what I think is important about that. But I'm always careful to say, look, don't all of a sudden just walk into the your high school or your student ministry and throw a hand grenade in there and go, okay, middle school, high school, split 100%. Right. But do that in a, over seasons of time, you know, and I think that would be true for this parent ministry stuff you know, as well is just to find the right, the right things at the right moment. So I just want to encourage everybody to 
as they're listening, not to allow themselves to get too overwhelmed or to beat themselves up. Because that's not yeah. that's no, not going to be good point. either. That's not the point of this. You know, it's not, a, oh, well, I'm not doing any of these things. You know, don't beat yourself up over it, but rather identify some growth point, growth moments and, and try to do uh, try to do some stuff about it. So it's huge. I think I've heard John Acuff say, and he's quoting others, I know. He's probably quoting Andy Stanley. Sounds like something Andy Stanley would say. But yeah. don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Oh, sure. Um, and I think it's in our world of podcasts and YouTube and, you know, the comparison game is so hard already. Well, and, we're uh, giving you the highlight reel too, right? Oh, hundred percent. We're just, we're being a version of Facebook and Instagram right now. And the fact that we're just, we're doing a podcast and we're telling you the highlights of what we found successful, not the moments we failed or oh, have screwed sure. up or, and I will up. say this, even, even if you were doing all these things, it doesn't mean that parent ministry is going to be easy. You know, I I mean, every week I have frustrated parents that I'm having to navigate and respond to things with. Yep. It's just part of doing ministry. That's just, that's part of it. You have to learn to navigate those things. And again, going back to where we started, when you start inviting parents into the conversation, you're inviting critics. Yeah, for real. But the, but you're doing so intentionally so that you can improve and be better at what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. So, well, good stuff, man. Real good stuff. That's great. That's yep. great. Hopefully, some practical takeaways, uh, and especially compared to our last episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we weren't I trying to be practical. Helpful. We're trying to be. And real. I would love to know, like, man, if you're in our Facebook group, uh, if you're not, you should you should jump into the Super Secret Podcast group that we talk about all the time, and. Um, I would love to know what you're doing with parents. Maybe we didn't mention. What are you finding helpful? Sure. Or what are some things that we've mentioned that, man, you're like, oh, I've never thought about that, but I want to try that. And and just, man, I, I just, let's learn from each other yeah. uh, on that because it's always changing. It's always morphing. And if there's anything, obviously, that, that Chris and I can do to help and encourage you along that way, we want to be there to help as a resource and guide uh, along the way, too. So. Yeah, man. That's good stuff. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, for sure. Don't forget the folks that help us make this happen from a financial standpoint of paying for all of the hosting and podcast resources that we have to use. The YM360, Youth Ministry 360, they're amazing. Tons of resources. And I, you know what we didn't mention is the promo code. Oh, yeah, the promo code. So you can save some money on there. Yeah. It's Longer Hall. Oh, longer Hall. Four. That's the number four. Yep. The letter U. Yep. So think 90s texting. Yeah, from a flip phone. Longer haul for you. Yeah, we'll save you some money on there. Yep, and we change that thing from time to time just to keep it current. Yeah, yeah, that's the current one. Um, and then smartphone help. Smartphone, smartphones, smartphones dash one hundred one dot com. Bear Johnson's resource there from info for families. Good stuff, and then the amazing game, aerosport dot fun. And uh, there's promo code longer haul for that. There is free shipping. I think is what that's about. Yeah, which is yeah, free shipping. I think which, which is, is always helpful with that. Jesus, it's pretty it's pretty heavy. Yeah, so, so good times. Great. Man. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening today, jumping in, putting up with Chris, and um, we always appreciate you continuing to to listen. We appreciate the support, and uh, we're grateful grateful for what you're doing. Uh, we know it's hard. It's been a difficult season of ministry, more so probably than any uh, in our lifetime, and. Uh, and yet, you're still making a difference. And you're still running at a generation. Hang in there, folks. Hang in a whole there. A bunch of people are running from. Let's so. get this thing done. Let's stay in it. 
Let's keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys in the next episode.